Welcome to the What Is Podcast Season 2. This new season will be a 12-episode deep dive into Ryan's book, The God of Tech, as we discuss modern technology, its divine origin, and how to activate the next great movement of God through spirit-led innovation. Welcome to the What Is Podcast Season 2. I'm Brianna. And I'm Ryan. And this season is titled The God of Tech. What? What? I've the heard of, of that before. It's a good title. <laughs> so it's been a little while since we've done our podcast. It's actually been a couple of years, mm-hmm. but there's actually, there's a, a purpose behind that. Um, you know, you and I always like to do things with a lot of intentionality mm-hmm. and we wanted to bring content that had um, a lot of purpose attached to something that we felt like we could, um, you know, attach um, a lot of content information and just and create dialogue around. Yeah. And so what you've been doing over the past couple of years mm-hmm. has been working on this very project that season two is revolving around, which is the God of Tech. Yep. Right? So mm-hmm. tell us about just kind of, uh, just a, like a brief summary of like how you started and like where you're at now. Yeah. So the God of Tech is my first book. Uh, and it really was a journey with the Lord over the last six years. As you'll find in the book, longer than that, but since uh, I started Bethel School of Technology back in January of 2018, the Lord is putting some downloads in my heart about what it looks like to redeem tech so that all would taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And, uh, you know, we know that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance and not out of a sense of compliance or obligation, but an overwhelming sense of joy discovering our, our identity as his sons and daughters. Yeah. So that is a journey that the Lord has led me on uh, because the drive-by narrative has been that God and tech are these mutually exclusive entities. They're like oil and water. Right. So really, this is uh, a journey walk with the Lord of him just revealing things to me that he actually has a plan and a purpose and an affection for technology and science and uh, where that's going to lead us as humanity and bringing us closer to him in the future and now. Yeah. So your background in tech and innovation, I think, is is really interesting. So you are the CEO of Bethel Tech and the president of Bethel College. Mm-hmm. And Bethel College is something that you guys have just really started um, bringing together different schools. And so Bethel Tech is what you've been actually working on for the past six years now. Yeah. Right? Um, but Bethel Tech has become now synonymous with high skill and high character. And yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So when we launched Bethel Tech back in 2018 uh, as the first uh, online Christian coding boot camp in the world, uh, and still I think is the only, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, so that's pretty wild, but there's been massive fruit from that. Uh, we've got, you know, now... Um, over a thousand individuals that have graduated and are going into the tech space and ushering the presence of God into the most influential sphere of society. And they're doing that not just in terms of um, high skill, uh, the, the technical training that, um, that we build them up in so they can go get a job, mm-hmm. uh, but also the character component of that, mm-hmm. uh, the integrity, the nobility, the trustworthiness, the, how they treat others. Uh, these are soft skills that companies are investing millions of dollars to improve their workplace culture, and these are all kingdom values. We base all of this on the Bible mm-hmm. and um, God's will for our life. And so it's really fascinating and exciting to see that kingdom values are attractive um, to uh, to the secular marketplace, yeah. in particular the tech space, yeah. which again, a lot of people uh, have bought into the drive-by narrative that God and tech are these um, mutually exclusive entities. So yeah. that character piece of it is really exciting because the skill will get you in the door 
door, but it's the character piece of it that elevates culture and actually um, opens doors that no man can shut and, yeah. and leads to a, you know, a high level of promotion. Oh, yeah. And I think you know, even if your skill can get you there, if your character can't keep you mm-hmm. there then there's no point in being there. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I will say this, that, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of C-level executives, and they say, you know, we want people that are high school and high character, but if you force me to choose between one or the other, uh, I would always pick someone who has higher character than higher skill because we can teach yeah. them the skill. It's really hard to teach them the character component of it. So right. they love, even though these companies are secular companies, they don't, they won't align with our faith. They love the fact that we are intentionally focused on the character piece of that. Uh, and they consider us one of the first um, purpose-driven coding schools in the world. That really is an output of what I like to live my life by and you know the team that we've assembled um, they are mission heart alignment that it's high skill and high character yeah and that is really what has opened the door for Bethel Tech and for you even individually Mm -hmm. into some of these I know that you know tech is the most influential sphere right but you've been involved in the most influential of the influential sphere it's been an open door for you with that yeah yeah, I think that whenever you come to people with that level of character and they know that you're not um, trying to knock them over the head with some type of agenda, but you just really show the love of Christ to them, that we are his hands and feet and, and, and everything that we do is a reflection uh, or a mirror of that, <laughs> as you know so well. Um, and uh, uh, then there is a high level of trust equity that you build pretty quickly. And that's something that that I've seen in my own life with a number of tech leaders uh, to have these these open and honest conversations. And they're more receptive to it than you would realize. But the other part of that, too, is there are a number of um, high-level executives in the tech space and in the marketplace who are Christians. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunity um, and the uh, gift uh, of being able to connect with them on a regular basis and to challenge and minister to each other, to um, charge them to put on full display the power of the Holy Spirit in these atmospheres um, so that people, um, there'll be no ambiguity uh, when people are healed, when people are set free, when there's an uh, incomprehensible sense of peace and joy in the environment, and it leads them to ask why. And so Mm -hmm. it's a perfect open door to share our testimony with Jesus, and that's Mm -hmm. what these individuals have been doing, and they're making significant change, um, even though you may not see it in the media and some of the narrative that's been pushed along, uh, these individuals are like Daniels and Esther's and yeah. Joseph going into mm-hmm. um, into these places. Yeah, I think where um, the high skill and high character has been an invitation into um, Bethel Tech for these companies, um, then once these graduates have gone into these, uh, these companies and their employees, then the employee becomes the invitation. Yeah. And they're able to carry that. Yeah. And so what's fun about this book is this catalogs a lot of that. It yeah. really talks about the, the testimonies that we have with our students, but also with these individuals in the tech space to have these, these incredible um, God-centered um, conversations that they yeah. then carry into the workplace. They're yeah. doing the work, you know, right. we're, 
were equipping the saints for ministry. Yeah. And this is ministry. Like yeah. the church is not confined to the walls of a building that we go yeah. to on a Sunday morning. It uh, it expands to every area of society. Yeah. And I do believe that the Lord is redeeming the most influential spheres of society. And and Bethel Tech represents that. That's a proof of concept. That's a prototype to go into the tech space, which right. um, I believe, you know, we're in Redding, California. We're three and a half hours uh, east of uh, Silicon Valley, which is the most influential zip code in the world. Uh, but to do that now, to extend that on with uh, Bethel College, which we're building um, to other areas of society of influence and yeah. and to, to bring God into those places. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and this is something that we'll get into in the book, but what if... Uh, God is not just grafting something that was built, uh, grafting in something into his will that was built apart from him, but what if he had a plan and a purpose for it all along? And as believers, we have to make sure that we are appropriating that um, that plan and purpose and the authority of the kingdom in he- of heaven um, in places where uh, we've kind of given up that authority. Right. So yeah. that's the exciting part for me with Bethel yeah. Tech. Yeah, that's incredible. So you mentioned you know having these connections with um, with these high level execs from these major, the most major tech companies in the world, and I know one of them. And we talked about this, you know, before. But what a great story to share! Um, and I think that'd be great to kind of like just kind of just open up just the understanding of how good God has been in um, bringing together like-minded believers in this space. Yeah, yeah. So one in particular, and there's been about, uh, oh gosh, there's been, um, I don't know, eight to 10 individuals that I connect with on a regular basis that are high level in the tech space and in the marketplace. Uh, yeah. And they're they're believers. And, and so one of the things that we early on started talking about was if our minimum expectation is that we would have like Bible studies and things like that in these um, in these campuses uh, with like-minded believers. Uh, but if that's our minimum expectation, what's our ideal expectation? Well, yeah. one of these individuals in particular that is a C-level executive at a major tech company, the first time we met, he said, Ryan, I want to see a movement of God break out on our campus. Like, I want people to be healed and set free, and I want an overwhelming sense of peace and joy and happiness and love that's rooted in its authenticity in, in Jesus, in God, who is love. I want to see that break out on our campus, and to the point where the only impossibility because these tech companies, they function in the realm of the impossible. Yeah. You know, these innovators yeah. do, and that's why they're doing amazing things. But, you know, what we talked about was the only impossibility if we were to put on full display the power of the Holy Spirit in these campuses is, is that it would be impossible to deny that it could only come from God. Mm, and so, that. you know, just increasing his boldness just mm-hmm. by our conversation and just saying, well, why don't you look for it? Because people are actually are crying out for it. And what I mean by that, they're not, you know, they might not be using the language, but right. listen, listen for the colleague who says that they're, you know, their teenager, their son is a manic depressant and is having mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Go after that. Mm-hmm. Pray for that, um, that oppression um, and that stronghold to be released. Uh, and if you hear a colleague uh, say that they have some type of physical ailment or disease or mm-hmm. something along those lines and they, and they have no hope, they just feel like this is what they're going to live with 
life. Mm-hmm. Uh, go after go after healing right then and there. Right. And, and this so, is true for for all spheres. For all spheres, yeah. yes. It's you know one of my favorite phrases in the Bible is it says that Jesus was moved with compassion. Yeah. When you're moved, when he was moved with compassion, he didn't wait on anything. Yeah. There was a momentum, uh, and there was an authority in the compassion to do to mm-hmm. to bring heaven on earth. Yeah. And so what you would see in the following statements after that phrase was that people were healed, they were set free, they were raised from the dead. Uh, and uh, and that's that's the thing that he's actually charged us as his ambassadors. And uh, and so having said that to my friend, and then the, on, a, on a phone call, on a Zoom call, and then the next month we get on a video call and he's got the biggest smile on his face. He's like, Ryan, I was... Uh, I was in an executive meeting, and this lady sitting next to me said in passing that she's losing um, hearing in in her ear. And I knew, you know, just based on our conversations, that I needed to go after that as soon as possible. And so as soon as we got done with the meeting, I went to her and I said, hey, can I pray for you? And she thought that he meant that he was going to go home and pray for her, just kind of like, you know, something right, you say, right. kind of like when someone said, sneezes and you say, right. God bless you. <laughs> right. And it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And uh, But he said, no, can I pray for you right now? And she's like, oh, no one's ever done that for me before. Mm-hmm. And so he prays for her and he prays, he declares healing over her ear. And so the next morning he wakes up to a text and this woman had texted him and said, you will never believe it. My hearing and my ear is completely restored. And mm-hmm. and that is the Amazing. start. Like yeah. you can feel the momentum and we are that tipping point mm-hmm. of revival breaking out in these spaces mm-hmm. because we carry um, the spirit of the Lord inside us and we get to, to do these things um, just as Jesus did, just as Jesus commissioned us and uh, how cool it is that he's done that. And uh, I, I, my, my challenge, my charge for my encouragement to all who are reading the book is that they re- that they realize that they can do this. Right. Like we have the superior reality of the kingdom of heaven inside us that we yeah. get to carry that wherever we go, right. and we get to cast out any inferior um, counterfeit uh, reality that the devil has tried to set up in these places. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. And that's you know whether you're um, you know this book is not is not it's a tech book, but it's not. You know, it's it's not just for technologists. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, it's for p- anybody who's impacted by technology. So whether you write lines of code for a living mm-hmm. or you use a smartphone every day mm-hmm. or you know you use a computer, right. like this is this is a great book to inspire and activate you to use technology yeah. as a tool to magnify Jesus yeah. as the solution that the world's looking for. And and I know too a lot of the um, like the reviews and, and the testimonies that you've heard from people reading your book who are they do not work in tech. They are not. They do not consider themselves innovators, um, and they probably, actually, some have very little interest mm-hmm. <laughs> in tech. Um, but they have been inspired to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus because of this book. And so, you know, I just think if we, you know, like talking about how um, that that friend of yours had, you know, prayed for that woman and she received healing. Um, I think that if believers truly knew what they carried everywhere they went. They would look at situations differently. Mm-hmm. We would approach situations differently. Mm-hmm. And your book does that. Yeah. It, it kind of blows the lid off of any expectations that were too low or that denied the power of God that he has has put inside of us because he wants us to go out and do the things that he's called us to do. Yeah. So I want, I want to get into... Um, the title of this book, actually. So you and I, you know, we got to um, collaborate a little bit on this. I mean, this is this is your, uh, you know, project. You, and this was, I give you all the credit. 
but <laughs> it was fun to collaborate as we do in really everything in our lives, right? We were collaborating this a little bit and just kind of just brainstorming and we were talking about the title and we had thrown around a few, you know, pretty good ideas. Um, but the title that we ended up choosing, The God of Tech, we ultimately chose it because it begged the question, who do you believe is the God of Tech? Yeah. When you read that title, when you heard that title, who did you think that title was referring to? Yeah. Yeah, well, and you're being humble because it's actually you actually came up with the title, what? you know, and yeah. it's a beautiful title um, from a beautiful person, wow. and uh, and so you know, it's been really fun and interesting to see how this book has impacted people. Mm -hmm. And one of, if I just completely candid, one of my concerns was that people would just think, oh, this is just a tech book, mm -hmm. you know? And so I had kind of two levels of just concern. Yeah. Is that one, like, I focus on the why behind the how. Mm -hmm. Like, I, to catalyze people who are doing the how to do yeah. this in partnership with the Lord in yeah. the tech space. Uh, but also um, to inspire others, whatever dream that the Lord has put on their heart, to partner with Him to bring it from heaven to earth, to bring it into a reality to help people. And so there's a couple of things. One, the God of tech, we wanted to go with that. I thought when you said that, I was like, man, this is so good because it does it does push at um, some of the assumptions that we have that God and tech are mutually exclusive. Yeah. And, and two, we talked about what what is innovation, Mm -hmm. uh, because the subtitle of that is uh, Modern Technology, Its Divine Origin, and Activating the Next Great Movement of God Through Spirit-Led Innovation. Yeah. And so we had this conversation, and kind of the working definition of innovation in the tech space is that its intent is to move humanity forward, which mm -hmm. I think is a great definition, but I think it's incomplete. Uh, and I think that's incomplete because of our conversation that we had, and you said, Ryan, I think innovation's actual intent is to move humanity heavenward. And that has become the foundation of the book. And I think that that is so important for us to grasp because uh, when we think of technology, when we think of what we can do with technology, technology is not the solution. And I think that's where yeah. we get lost. Yeah. And technology is a tool um, that takes on the function of its user. Yeah. So it can be used for good or it can be used mm -hmm. for bad. But ultimately, it's a tool um, to reveal a solution. Mm -hmm. And we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is not a solution. He is the solution that the world is looking for. So I wanted this book to inspire, whether people are in the tech space or not, I wanted it to inspire them to dream with God, to innovate in a way that it actually moves humanity heavenward. And so yeah. that is why I'm so excited about the the title. And, and when you said that, it was just a light bulb clicked on. And the other part of that too, is that, you know, I've, I've been able to connect with people that are experts in the how of technology. Yeah. They're doing yeah. it. And they said that this, this book has allowed them to articulate what was stirring in their heart that they couldn't really express, yeah. but it's also inspired them yeah. with what they've done in the tech space to then take it to the next level so that yeah. they can use um, their craft and their skill and their character um, to point to Jesus and use how, how wonderful it would be um, that science and technology would be the catalyst that leads to a revival and a reformation, right. especially when people think just the opposite. Right. And just to the point of the, of the title, you know, even if you Google, there's not a lot of literature, there's not a lot of books, there's no, really no books on marrying the God, uh, you know, God and tech. 
But when you you even type that in into a Google search, you'll see some you know Eastern religion right. uh, um, illustration of of something that you know that uh, um, that is is a is a counterfeit mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. to the Lord. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think what sometimes we understand um, technology or innovation to be is to be man's attempt to be their own god. But what God has revealed to you about about tech and innovation is that. No, the origin of what our modern technology is, it's, it's with me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's with God. And I, he wants to, I think, um, awaken everyone to that because he's ready to partner with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, do, you do inspire a lot of people. I, I know this one person had said after they read it, like, I feel like with God, I can do anything. You know, <laughs> and what a huge compliment, right? Yeah. That's, what, that's what, you know, yeah. how could you imagine a better result? Um, but, you know, in addition, we talked about how you're CEO of Bethel Tech, president of Bethel College, but you are also a pastor. Mm-hmm. And that really comes through in this book. Um, you. Like you said, the, the subtitle, um, it's so it's the God of Tech, Modern Technology, Its Divine Origin, and Activating the Next Great Movement of God Through Spirit-Led Innovation. So when you envision the next great movement of God, what do you envision it to be? Well, you know, Billy Graham in 2000 said the next great movement of God would come from believers in the marketplace, and that has really resonated with me. And I think if you look at the marketplace, uh, every company to some extent is a tech company now. Now, when we think of Mm -hmm. tech companies, we think of uh, Apple and Amazon and IBM and Meta, but it's also Bank of America and Chipotle and Walmart. These companies are falling over themselves to find tech talent to increase their, their digital footprint. And so uh, we have an open door invitation uh, to raise up um, individuals who are high skill, high character, who are Christians, and to go into these places and, uh, you know, to represent the love of Christ. We know that an encounter with the love of Christ changes everything. And so I do believe that um, science and technology will play a significant part by how we engage and show up. But also, I do believe that um, God loves curiosity. You know, yeah. Proverbs 25, 2 says, it's the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search a matter out. Mm-hmm. The Lord doesn't conceal as a, a way to withhold something from his mm-hmm. children. It's actually an invitation into know him more. Yeah. And, um, you know, you and I have been married for 18 years. There are things, it is such a, it's a fun thing for me to find out something new about you after 18 years. I, you know, I feel like we know each other so well, but I wouldn't stop and say, oh, I just know uh, Brianna as much as I can possibly know her. No, Mm -hmm. I get to learn more and more about you as we continue in an intimate relationship as Mm -hmm. husband and wife. And I believe that that's what the Lord is inviting us into as well. It's an intimate relationship with Him. And the more time we spend with Him, the more um, time we... um, have this intimate relationship with uh, with him, the more we discover about um, his nature and mm-hmm. his brilliance as creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the thing. All of this, the next great revival, through science and technology, through innovation, through everything that we do, will just be a manifestation of our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And that's what this book yeah. is an invitation to do. It's yeah. an invitation to go deeper in your relationship with yeah. the Lord. And when we do that, the byproduct, the byproduct, the fruit of that, the manifestation of it, will be that we will partner with Him to create innovation, innovative solutions, radical solutions to solve the world's hardest problems. And the number one hardest problem 
problem in the world is people not receiving the gift um, uh, of Jesus. And once yeah. they do that, I do believe that we'll have this widespread revival um, and the gospel of Jesus will be preached to all the ends of the earth and we will make disciples yeah. of all nations. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing of this. This is part of the overall um, commission of the body of Christ with, uh, with Christ being the head of the body. I love it. Okay, so we're going to dive into all of those things yeah. that we just kind of teased into it. This uh, podcast, we're going to be doing, it's going to be a 12-episode season, and each episode is going to be diving in deeper into the book. And I'm, I think we're even going to have some bonus content in this that um, it's, it's, it's really amazing how particularly this uh, subject, it's there's always more. There's always there are always new things to talk about, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's we're going to be able to really provide um, even more. Yeah. In this podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited about this podcast because there is a lot of behind the scenes that I want to bring the audience into. Yeah. There is some. There are some things that I didn't put in there, um, but I would like to talk about. Yeah. And then also, you know, a book is never really finished. Right. You know, a book <laughs> right. is a journey, and so and as an author, <laughs> you yes. know that's true because yeah. you can never stop editing. You yeah. can never edit enough. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'll tell you, one of the last things that I wrote about in this book was the just the narrative and everything that we're seeing about the, the big leap forward we're seeing in artificial intelligence. Yeah. And I wrote that uh, about a month before I actually went to publish because it was too important not to talk about it. Yeah. But we know that that is a constantly changing situation yes. and dynamic. Yeah. And so even since the book, was published back in mid-March. Mm -hmm. There's so much more um, to talk about in that vein. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the Lord doesn't say, hey, you're done with this. Right. Uh, he continues to, to lead us through that relationship and we discover more. So yeah. this podcast will be one, a behind the scenes on some of the reasons why I wrote some things, some things that I really, sh you know, would like to go into more as the Lord has revealed more things to me. Mm -hmm. And then even talking about, you know, um, the current state of where we are in science and mm -hmm. technology and its impact on society and where we're headed. I mm -hmm. think that there is a, there's a, there's a a maturation, uh, there's a movement forward even since the book has been yeah. published. So I'm excited to take the audience into that journey as well. Yeah, me too. I, I really am. And um, of course, it's going to be, it'll definitely make a richer experience for you if you have the book yeah. to go along with, but you can get on Amazon. Um, and so in the same way that there'll be some bonus content here that is not in the book, there's going to be a lot of content from the book that we're just not able, because of time, we're not able to cover in this podcast. So the book is going to have um, content that we can't cover in the podcast and the podcast will have content <laughs> that you won't find in the book. So really, we want to bring those two things together. <laughs> the two of them together. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. They're each individually wonderful, but um, yeah. 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 So, well, we are excited to go on this journey with all of you and our next podcast next week, it's going to be um, about, I'm just going to tease it with this. A nun, a healing well, and the future of technology. All right. <laughs> and that I like will be that. next week. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great week, and we'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you.